Welcome to the Creative South Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Frostel. Today, I'm talking with Jacksonville, Florida-based designer and illustrator, Trey Ingram. On top of his freelance design and illustration business, Trey runs Atlantic Ink Crew, the screen printing shop specializing in posters and apparel. We chat about using self-initiated projects to build his skills and garner more work, how being part of a design community has boosted his motivation, running two businesses and all the hats you have to wear, and more, all right after this. Jack Prince is one of our favorite companies to work with. They offer great products at even better prices, with some of the best customer service I've ever seen. Why not pick Jack Prince next time you need t-shirts, business cards, stickers, or flyers printed? Right now, Jack Prince is offering four-day turnaround on their most popular apparel products. That's four days with no rush fees, no hassle, and no BS. With apparel from popular brands like American Apparel, Next Level, Jilden, All Style, and more starting as low as $3.99 each. Now is the time to take advantage of this great offer. Visit jack.inc slash four days to order your apparel today. Plus, Jack Prince is giving Creative South podcast listeners 20% off all orders over $25 when you use promo code CREATESOUTH17 at checkout. Visit jackprince.com for your next order of stickers, prints, or whatever you need today. We've gone through and streamlined the Creative South podcast Patreon page, cleaning out the excess and making it easier for you to support us. With options starting at just $1 per month, you can help support the podcast and even wind up with some cool Creative South podcast swag. Every dollar helps cover hosting costs, upgrade equipment, and keep the podcast going. When you become a Creative South patron, you'll get access to exciting Creative South news before anyone else, Creative South podcast stickers and t-shirts. So please help support the podcast and become a patron over at patreon.com slash South. Trey, thanks for joining me tonight. Yeah, man. Excited to be here. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm glad we finally were able to connect. I know you've been uh, swamped with stuff, so it's uh, taken a while to figure out schedules and all that fun stuff. Yeah, man. It was, uh, it was, it was a little bit of a shuffle, but uh, I was glad I was able to make time. Yeah, me too. So, so where'd you grow up? I grew up in Hope Sound, Florida, so a little bit south of where I'm at now. Currently, I'm in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And Hope Sound, I always tell people West Palm Beach because Hope Sound is a small beach town, so not many people actually have heard of it. Sure. Uh, but uh, it's it was good, man. Um, you know, little small beach town, and uh, it was it's grown a little bit since I've I've last been. But uh, yeah, that's that's my origin. <laughs> gotcha. When when you were growing up, were you big into art and stuff, or how did you kind of get into things? I was very much into art uh, from an early age. You know, I, I was, uh, you know, really into video games. Mm-hmm. I did a lot with like, you know, my parents subscribed me to the Nintendo powers. I don't know if you remember those little uh-uh. treasures, but, uh, that was a subscription that just came with all kinds of awesome visual art and articles about Nintendo. And, uh, man, I, I remember my parents got me, uh, some tracing paper and mm-hmm. I would just go to town on those magazines, man. I would just start tracing and, trying to learn, you know, how these, how these amazing artists were creating some of this art. And, uh, from an early age, I was, like I said, video games were a really big influence mm-hmm. and, you know, Disney art, you know, at one point I thought, man, I'm, I'm going to be a Disney animator. You know, you <laughs> as, live in the right state for it. Said, but, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so what was it about video games specifically that kind of spoke to you? Um, I, I'm not really sure. I guess just, uh, you know, the style, I was, I was always really into, you know, the Super Mario series and, mm-hmm. uh, Legend of Zelda was a big one. And, um, just, I think the world building that was a part of it really just opened sure. up my mind and, you know, just, uh, really got my creative juices going. Uh, really, you know, like I said, I, I pretty much was a, um, pretty much was right on with all the Marios and all the Zeldas. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I explored further from there, but, you know, it's, it was always a big, you know, big artistic influence i would say as far as the visuals from the game gotcha when when you got into like high school and stuff like that were you taking like all the art classes that the school had to offer or were you you know just kind of doing it as an elective here and there yeah um you know i remember in elementary school we had uh one of my teachers 
Mr. Strasberg, I still remember his name. He was really cool because he taught us how to do some of the caricature art. You know, for mm-hmm. a while I was really into drawing like Mortal Kombat characters with the huge over, <laughs> you know, oversized heads, you know, and um, I would do that. And he, he was really cool because he had um, an art club that we'd do mm-hmm. after school. So that was that was also really, really good for me at that time. And of course, when I got to high school, you know, we had a portfolio art class that I participated in. Sure. Uh, it was really small. There was only like maybe four or five of us, oh, which wow. was actually really beneficial just because we got a lot more attention and, and focus. Mm-hmm. So that that was really good, I felt like. Gotcha. When you got out of high school, did you go to college? I did, yeah. I, I went to a small Christian university. It was called Freed Hardman University. And uh, it was it was great, man. It was in uh, Henderson, Tennessee. And I met a lot of great friends there. Mm-hmm. Uh really grew a lot as a person. Um, I've, I've definitely learned a lot since then, but you know, as far as, as far as the art program went, I felt like, uh, you know, it, it gave me the foundations and the basics. Sure. And since then, uh, since I've graduated, I feel like I've learned a lot online and then just connecting with, you know, communities like, uh, Slack and, you know, some of the chat groups that we're all part of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, just, just really, really trying to connect with other artists and, and learn from them. And, uh, that's really helped me a lot since I've graduated. Gotcha. And of course, and of course the working world too, just learning <laughs> yeah, on the job. <laughs> that, that'll do it. So when you were in college, were you specifically studying graphic design or were you studying you know, something else? Yeah. Yeah. I got my, uh, bachelor of arts in uh, graphic design and, uh, didn't learn as much of the specifics on the programs. Uh, you know, some of that stuff was relatively new back then, but, sure. um, you know, now of course I'm, I'm really staying a lot, hanging out a lot in Adobe Illustrator. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, every once in a while I, I frequent, um, you know, Photoshop and I try not to, I try not to get into like the animation stuff yet, but eventually <laughs> I, I do want to. Cause I feel uh, like, you know, uh, the didn't, illustration... you, didn't you just say that you wanted to be a Disney animator growing up? <laughs> <laughs> I did say that. I did say that. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me of that. You're welcome. Uh, but <laughs> Live yeah, up to your I'm, potential here, Trey. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, eventually I do want to come back full circle to that and you know try and try and teach myself some of the animation stuff for sure. Sure. So so you go to college when you get out and enter the working world, and I and I do want to get back to like community and stuff like that, and we'll get on that. But I want to kind of go through the, you know, how was Trey formed, you know, professionally, <laughs> um, first. What what did you do out? Of, what what did you do straight out of college? Uh, straight out of college, I kind of floundered for a while. You know, I was really searching and struggling to find the right fit for me as an artist. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I always knew that I wanted to do something illustration based. But you know, initially when I was out of school, I was just looking for a paycheck. You know, I needed sure. to learn and you know just really dig into um, to getting the foundations of what real life working world was like. Um, you know, I, I worked at sign shops. Mm-hmm. Um, I did other random jobs that had nothing to do with art, <laughs> <laughs> manual labor type of stuff, uh, which was good in the sense that it has, you know, kept me humble and reminds me that by clicking a mouse and drawing in a sketch pad every day, I'm very lucky. And Remi- reminds you of what you don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, you know, in that sense, I've definitely experienced a lot of different job types. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after the sign shop type of jobs, I kind of graduated from there to doing, you know, agency. I worked for an in-house corporate uh, design group. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did a lot of, actually, we did a lot of packaging design, which was awesome. I, I loved packaging design because I did get to kind of incorporate some of my illustration into that. Sure. Um, and I learned about the more technical side of that with, you know, dye lines and just all the rules and regulations of making a nutrition facts label or supplement facts label. Oh, yeah. And man, it is, it is really, really in-depth stuff. So it's, it's very interesting. You know, like I said, I like packaging, um, but it does definitely give you that restriction to work with. Um, but uh, from from that, I actually our whole graphics department got the axe because our company got bought out. So that oh, was a really? big, big, yeah, that was a big swing. <laughs> I, I've, I've been in that boat before. It sucks. Yes, it does. <laughs> it's kind of a you know panic stations type of 
type of thing going on. But, you know, it was, it was great. I was very fortunate from there. I actually connected with a small agency in St. Augustine mm-hmm. and my, uh, my boss was just super awesome. You know, he was real close to me as far as, you know, we worked together directly on projects and he was kind of a mentor in a lot of senses. And, you know, it, it was a really good setup too, because I actually got to work from home. So it was a remote design opportunity for a long time. Um, and for, I guess, about six years, I worked with that agency. And, mm-hmm. you know, as the only designer there, I learned a lot just because, you know, seeing all, you know, dealing with all the client interaction and then, um, you know, just learning a lot on the job, as I mentioned before, just that, sure. that really pushed my skills forward a lot, I feel like. Did, did I mean, with, with like learning the client interaction and, and being that, that, the only designer as well as working from home. Did that kind of teach you a little bit of self-discipline of how to keep yourself motivated and that sort of thing? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and and I I definitely value those skills now because, you know, at this point I'm actually, I've gone out on my own. So I'm doing the freelance shuffle and, you know, you, you really do. Um, even just when I was working at the agency, working from home, it takes a certain kind of person, I feel like, to do that, to motivate yourself to get up every day. Even if you're working in your boxers, you know, you still got to get up and <laughs> you, know, you, you got to put yourself in front of the, the screen and, and really take it seriously and, and focus. And, um, you know, so for some people, you know, it's not for them, but, you know, I really enjoy it. I feel like I'm a very self-motivated person. And, sure. you know, that was, you know, like you said, that was definitely something I gained from in that agency, in that environment. So, so at, at what point after, after the agency, is that when you went left and went out on your own or? Yeah, it was actually really recently. It was, I guess, a little over a year ago mm-hmm. and, you know, we haven't starved yet. So I guess, well, that's good. I guess it's, it's successful. So, um, yeah, I've really enjoyed, you know, you know, doing the freelance design and illustration, um, you know, I've, I've been offering for as far as services goes, logo design and branding. Um, you know, illustration, I would say, is the thing that I enjoy doing the most. And I've been trying to push out there the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I've also done some, you know, other print design type of projects and, sure. um, you know, working with other smaller agencies uh, through like a contract relationship. So that's been really, really huge blessing. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I want, I want to dive deeper into that in a second, but I want to know when, when did Atlantic Inc. start? Atlantic Inc. Crew was actually, um, I guess, about two and a half years ago. And that is my screen printing studio, mm-hmm. a.k.a. my one-car garage <laughs> setup. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like literally back against the wall as I'm pushing the squeegee. And, you know, it's like super, super humble beginnings. Um, but it's... Um, it was kind of a family effort, you know, I've, I've kind of gone into that business, uh, with some family members. Um, and that has been really awesome because I've gotten to put myself out there, get hands on. Um, you know, we've, we've kind of set our focus to be the water base inks and the super comfortable, like tri blends and soft cottons, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff that I would like to wear is what I try and encourage our clients to go with. Not the Hanes BFT. Not the Hanes BFTs. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, we, we try to, we try to steer people down the road where we think, you know, you know, your, your target audience is going to really enjoy wearing these shirts with this type of ink. It's not going to get buried at the bottom of people's drawers. Mm -hmm. You know, they're actually going to wear these and enjoy them. Uh, for quite a while. So that that's kind of the whole main drive behind Atlantic Ink Crew. And for me personally, just getting away from the screen, you know, like I said, just getting hands on and um, learning the craft, you know, I, I won't say by myself because I've actually leaned on a lot of amazing friends and artists, you know, in the community. I know just, I'm sure you won't mind me mentioning his name, but Lenny Terenzi, of course, we all know him as Hey Monkey Design. Uh, he's, he's a great guy. A great, yeah, he's been a great mentor as far as the, the screen printing. And, and I feel like we started at the same time. So we've kind of mm-hmm. been learning together. Uh, you know, he started his screen printing studio. And, and so that's been amazing. You know, I, I, I feel like the idea of screen printing actually got um, put into my head when I first went to Creative South, actually. And that was in 2013. Okay. Um, and I started seeing all these just beautiful printed posters, you know, 
uh, I'm not sure if Real Thread was there that year, um, but I know Mama Sauce was, and I remember mm-hmm. sitting through one of their classes, and it's just it was so inspiring just to see them creating these beautiful you know prints on the French paper, and you know with Real Thread just seeing them do their thing is it's is really really cool. Sure. So what what exactly was it that made you want to do the screen printing thing? Was it just that stepping away from the screen for a little bit or was there something else behind it? Yeah, um, it was definitely that. But it was also, I think, for me, just wanting to learn an actual craft, you know, that I could sure. kind of fall back on if the design and illustration freelance thing wasn't really booming. I know we all kind of talk about or at least I've heard a lot of freelance artists say that, you know, we all we all see them as these amazing people online and then you know that's not always that's not always the truth that they have a lot of work going on just because they have a lot of followers or likes or things like that sure um, and and you know that's that's something that i kind of looked at and i said well you know no matter how successful my freelance goes i, I want to have something that you know i can kind of fall back on something that you know is kind of simultaneously growing as you know my freelance design is Sure. With with the freelance design, while you were at the agency, were you picking up stuff and kind of building that base um, at yes. the time? Yes. Um, that was uh, while I was at the agency and I was juggling, mostly just doing it on nights and you know weekends. And it was brutal, I know that man. feeling well. It was brutal. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> doing, doing those kind of hours was just really tough. Um, and eventually that was, you know, what kind of led me to making the decision to walk away from the agency was you know, not that they weren't amazing and great, you know, for, for all the purposes that I was you know, originally signed on, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, just, just a new challenge and just also having that time to devote to the screen printing was a big factor. Sure. So you're, you're, you're building up clients and like you said, it's brutal kind of balancing all of that stuff and, you know, doing the screen printing as well and trying to focus on illustration. How in that time are you learning to manage your time (laughs) one day at a time for sure um you know i I definitely like i said i've been leaning on other people um you know asking them how are they managing their time you know i'm I'm trying to get a little bit more responsible you know just really trying to live by the calendar and just you know set myself up for success in that sense um you know it's it's really been and I haven't really advertised a lot for my screen printing business. So right mm-hmm. now it's just kind of been word of mouth. Um, so it's, it's been a slow build. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of slowly kind of growing with that as far as learning how to grow with the business, I guess you'd say. Sure. So, you know, focusing on that, growing that, as well as growing the illustration side of the business, you know, what are the different skill sets that, that come with each job? Well, <laughs> for screen printing, I can definitely say um, attention to detail is a huge, huge must. Sure. Um, I've made countless mistakes, you know, doing screen printing. And I mean, you name it, you know, I've, I've done it. I've burnt t-shirts. I have, you know, how I've, do you burn I've a used t-shirt? The wrong color oh, the dryer. Ink. Yeah. The <laughs> conveyor dryer. Yeah. Um, I've used the wrong color inks, you know, and just, I mean, it's it's definitely one of those jobs or one of those um, trades, I guess, that you, you really have to pay very close attention and be on your game every time mm-hmm. you step out there. Um, you know, you really got to focus. Um, and, and there's been some days where I've learned if things repeatedly just go wrong, you just hang it up for the day, you just hang it up and you walk away from it and you come back the next day and you just, you know, you knock it out of the park. Um so that's definitely been a learning experience as far as the screen printing goes for design. Sure. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to learn to right now. Anyway, I'm trying to focus, you know, on one thing at a time. <laughs> I tend to have <laughs> problems with my attention and just kind of doing what just appeals to me at the moment. And, you know, I'm, I'm really, like I said, I'm really trying to get my focus together and, you know, and create, because a lot of my stuff, if you look at my portfolio, it's a lot of self-initiated um, sure. you know, work. But I'm really trying to now steer those self-initiated projects in a 
a more focused direction that maybe could be used for, you know, a client that I would like to have eventually. Mm -hmm. So a little bit more intent, a little bit more purpose behind those. So, so are you, when, when you do those self-initiated projects now, are you trying to give yourself a brief and parameters to stick to, to kind of fit, fit within that niche? Yes, definitely. Um, you know, whether it's just, you know, limiting my color palette, um, you know, just the end goal of maybe how that, you know, if it's a badge, you know, like where would that badge be, be used or, you know, how would it be printed? You know, just things like that. I'm really trying to keep those type of things in mind before I, I kind of kick into it. Sure. So going back with all of this, you know, you, you mentioned that being part of a community and like Slack and different chat groups and just being friends with other people in the industry have, have really helped you grow. What, what have you, what, what, what specifically do you think you've taken away most from some of those places? Well, definitely motivation. I mean, we all as artists, I feel like struggle with, you know, there's days where you just really want to wake up and get in front of the screen or the sketchbook and just start jamming. But man, there's just, there's some days and you just don't, don't want to even start, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and there's just, you know, there's that lack of enthusiasm, which we all have deep inside, but I feel like, you know, sometimes we just need somebody to say a friendly word or even just share what project they're working on. And that will, for me anyway, just kind of get me thinking, okay, well, man, if they're really working on their thing, then I need to get in gear, you know, and I need to work on my thing. So, um, so definitely the motivation has been, has been a key factor Mm -hmm. for me with the community. Um, and, and definitely just bouncing ideas too. just, if I'm on a specific project for a client, um, there's oftentimes where I'll hop on Slack chat, um, you know, or, or video call with somebody and, and just, you know, Hey, what do you think about these concepts I've done so far? And, and it really helps just to have those fresh eyes. I mean, we can all get way too close to a project, you know, and sure. Um, just, you know, really need to step back from it. Gotcha. So that's, that's been awesome. How, how, with, with, you know, I'm sure there's specific people that you kind of lean on more, um, just because you've developed relationships with them, but how do you, how do you build that trust for yourself within that person? Cause that can be, I mean, especially with things being online now, there's, I mean, I'm sure you've seen all of the lovely stuff of design Twitter where somebody puts something out there and people just tear it to shreds, just, oh, yeah. <laughs> just to tear it to shreds, not to be constructive or anything like that. How are you, how are you finding ways to put your trust in somebody? That's a good question. I feel like the majority of people that I'm connected with are people I've actually met in real life before, sure. whether it was through creative South conference or, you know, just, um, you know, some other, maybe just local people that I've connected with. Um, but as far as the people that I haven't met, I, I guess just time, you know, like I, I just, you know, or I've, I've met those people through other artists, you know, mm-hmm. who recommend, maybe you should talk to this person. Um, so recommendations are always great, but, um, you know, and, and trust can be just, established over a certain group too, you know, if, if we're talking about, you know, a Slack group, then obviously you can put your trust in the creative South family channel, you know, because you know, those people are all, you know, trying to help each other, trying to cultivate the great community. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I know you mentioned the design Twitter and I honestly I haven't been real active on that, but um, I think you've been lucky the past couple of months. <laughs> have I missed out? <laughs> well, you've missed out some interesting uh, things happening. <laughs> well, good, good. Not good things, just interesting things. <laughs> gotcha. Um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, that's a good thing to look for. I, I know you said the trust, so that's, um, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, since you mentioned the the Creative South family channel, you know, I I know um, Cameron's a buddy of yours and has been for a while. Is he kind of one of those people that, you know, you bounce ideas off of? And Yeah, definitely. Um, he was actually, he went to my college and okay. uh, we live like right down the hall from each other uh, as far as the dorm life. So, um, yeah, we've always stayed real close in school and uh, kind of helped each other. You know, he, he's still working in the agency uh, design world and doing mm-hmm. great with that. So, you know, I, I applaud him for that. And, you know, like you said, we do, um, we do still bounce things off each other and, and it definitely helps to have somebody you really trust to give you that feedback, whether it's brutal 
or whether it's, you know, stuff that makes you really excited and happy about what you're doing. <laughs> sure. Well, and then, so that goes back to the trust thing I was asking about is, you know, so often, even people you're close with, you know, they, a lot of times they tend to put on kick gloves because um, they don't want to hurt your feelings and, and you're not necessarily going to get the, like you said, the most brutal response from them of what you really need to hear um, mm-hmm. versus what, you know, what they think you want to hear. Um, yeah, absolutely. How, how do you push, how do you push through that? How do you, are, are there tricks that you use to encourage people to let you have it and, you know, vice versa? <laughs> I'm not sure if I have any great tricks to offer up, but I do know that as far as when I was in college, man, I, I really got a lot of brutal feedback on my projects sure. from the professors. I mean, they were really tough. Just, you know, whether we were doing sculptures or paintings or any of those type of courses, um, I remember, man, that, that feedback was just tough. Like, I mean, my grades were not soaring in college. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, s- since then, I, I've definitely, you know, developed a, a pretty thick shell. And I think that's important for all artists, um, you know, just, just, to, just to get your armor up and just to know that when somebody is giving you really harsh advice, you still listen to it. Don't just dismiss it automatically, but, you know, listen to it, but, you know, see it for what it is. I mean... Mm-hmm. You know, if it's if it's good stuff, then you got to really, you know, reevaluate what you're working on. Um, but as far as uh, as far as tips, I don't, I don't know if I have any good tips to to get people to give you that more. Other than feedback. just begging them. To other be than honest. to tell them to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. When you when you're giving other people feedback who are you know friends with yours, you know, how do you? cut that brutal honesty without cutting them. <laughs> um, you just put a smiley emoji at the end and then everything's great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it's, um, you know, you, you just try to be as specific as you can and just follow it up with, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to bring you down or belittle you as a person. I'm just want to try to help you with your work. You know, that's, I think that's important. Just clarifying and just communicating it properly. Sure. So, cause I know for me, like, I didn't get great criticism. I mean, I didn't get horrible criticism in school, but I never got great criticism in school. Um, and I don't mean that as in, you know, people were just dicks. It was a nobody. They didn't teach us the proper way to critique. So it was just throw everything up there and it, everybody was either holding back or they just didn't know what to say. So they wouldn't say anything. And the professors didn't do a great job of leading that by example of, you know, Stuff so that for me that's been a real challenge of how to not so much how to communicate that I've gotten decent about communicating it, but how to take criticism, mm-hmm. and I think that's definitely a skill that needs to be learned. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and I guess maybe you know if if you're not in that type of environment where you're getting that type of criticism, then maybe that just means a change of environment. You know, you sure. need to look elsewhere for that, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned your college experience was different and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, f- I feel like I've had other different experiences too with some of the agency work I've done um, as far as the critique levels there um, or the quality of critiquing there. But um, but yeah, like, like you said, it, it is really, really important to grow. Sure. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of the criticism that I used to get was, you know, I like what you're doing here, but you really need to push that. What does that mean? <laughs> Real like, generic. <laughs> yeah. Can you give me, I mean, I'm not liking, looking for, you need to arch that 20 more percent and fade that back to, you know, a, a 15 percent, you know, all that. I'm just like, what do you mean by push that? What does that mean? <laughs> give me something here. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, and, that, and that's a, that's a tough challenge. And that's, that I think still continues to be a tough challenge for a lot of people when they're doing critiques online or, or getting critiques online is finding ways to communicate that. And it's, I, I, I guess that goes back to the kick gloves thing that I mentioned earlier. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there can be a disconnect sometimes too. Just when you're chatting with somebody online, you don't necessarily get the emotion of, of, you know, sitting here talking with somebody face to face and sure. all the hand gestures you get to make as you're you know <laughs> describing things. But um, so in that sense, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah. 
Gotcha. So, you know, through this and in the past year and a half, and then the, the critique discussion is going somewhere, since you are self-employed and you are, you know, you, you do have these communities to bounce ideas off of, but at the end of the day, it's still you. It's still you in the office by yourself. You know, I don't know if you're, what, is, what does your wife do? Does she... She's actually uh, managing she our child right now. Managing <laughs> so, your child—that yeah. is—that's like six full-time jobs in one. And homeschooling, so, so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> believe me, I understand. My wife and I homeschool as well, and I mean, my wife's a designer as well too. So awesome. you know, it's a lot of those late nights and things like that. But like I was saying, it at the end of the day, it is still just you and having to find yourself and not design in a vacuum. How, are you, are you getting out and like going and meeting people face to face stuff too? Um, to be honest, I don't really get out a lot as far as the local community in Jacksonville, although sure. I probably should. I know that Jacksonville you know, in particular has a really great AIGA group and sure. they're doing great stuff. They're all growing a lot. And um, for me personally, I feel like when I'm done with work and I'm ready to unplug, um, you know, I just want to spend time with, you know, my wife and my, my son, I, mm -hmm. you know, he's five. Um, and you know, I bounce a lot of my stuff off of my wife as far as like work stress or just even it just questions about, you know, Hey, what do you think of this? Or what do you think of that? And, mm -hmm. um, she's been just absolutely amazing as far as just, you know, fielding all those questions or, you know, all the, all, all the different stuff that I throw at her. Um, so in that sense, she's definitely been, you know, right by my side, you know, helping me sure. every single day. So, um, you definitely have to have somebody like that if you don't. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's definitely key. Gotcha. When it comes to growing the business, you know, you mentioned that you, you haven't been doing a lot of marketing yourself and things like that. You've just been kind of having things come in through word of mouth. What, what are some avenues that you're trying to expand in? Cause I know, and I'm, partially going to answer this question for you and I apologize for that. But I know I <laughs> recently okay. saw you reach out about um, looking for an illustration agent. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, I was talking with a friend of mine who also does a similar illustration, you know, with what I'm doing. And mm -hmm. he mentioned that uh, he had connected with a, an art rep uh, for his illustration not too long ago. And he said, you know, it's a great way to, if you don't want to be the one out there, just, pushing for, you know, selling yourself and just, you know, constantly being online and just looking for the next opportunity and you just really want to focus on your actual work, um, then you probably just need to consider, you know, looking into some different art reps, you know, just find a good fit for you. And so that just got me, you know, they got the wheels turning. I'm thinking, well, I need to, I need to start researching that because <laughs> so, that's definitely me. You know, I don't want to be that person you know, spending the time on that when I could be sketching or, you know, creating lovely little vector shapes, you know, on, on Illustrator. Um, that's what I want to spend my time doing. You know, I want to be doing, doing the actual work. Um, so yeah, definitely I've been kind of open to that right now. It's, it's sure. really, really super recent and I haven't found a good fit yet, but I've kind of been putting my feelers out. I've been talking to a few other artists uh, who had some great pointers about what to look for, um, you know, in an art rep and mm -hmm. how to find one that's a good fit for you. So, um, I also have, uh, some good articles I found online that I could always share with you later too. Oh yeah. I'd love to read those. <laughs> I wish now see, I wish there were more art reps for like actual just graphic designers who aren't really illustrators. That's what I need. Cause I'm, I mean, yeah. I can do really basic illustration, but it's definitely not my strength. Um, and it, it's, it's not that I can't do it. It just takes me a lot longer than I would be to be profitable at doing it. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, yeah. so yeah, so I need somebody to go out and find me like, Hey, I need a branding project or I need, you know, marketing design work. <laughs> I need that salesperson. I'm sure they exist, man. They, they've got to be out there. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't had I know there's a lot of illustration ones, but there's got to be some for design too. I mean, what type of projects are you kind of specifically looking at doing? Yeah, I mean, my background's in marketing. So like as far as like jobs I've done, I mean, my degree's in graphic design, but um so I but I've always worked in marketing departments for the most part with the exception of 
some ad agencies. And even yeah. those, those were small ad agencies where most of the work was marketing based for really small companies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that building that in, you know, starting with a brand, um, and then building that collateral out and every, all those pieces that kind of encompass it. That's fun for me. I, I actually, I'm the weird guy that likes layout design and stuff like that. I know a lot of people absolutely hate it, but <laughs> I'm pretty good at it. Um, it awesome. it's, it's fun to know when to play with a grid and when to break the grid. And, sure. You know, so that, that's the stuff that I like to do. So if anybody out there is listening and knows a good representative, representative for that, uh, send them my way. And send and send the uh, illustration representatives to Trey. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know specifically for me, I'm kind of looking right now at doing maybe a little bit more of the editorial, like spot mm-hmm. illustrations. Um, you know, I just recently did uh, for for a magazine. I did um, some icons, like little illustrated icons. Sure. And it was such a fun series, man. Just you know, staying within the same color palette. But and they actually, when they were printed, they were super super tiny. Um, but to me, like, I just look at them big on my screen and think these are going to be full page. They're going to be massive, you know, um, but <laughs> Meanwhile, no, I, they're the size of a dime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like the size of an actual icon <laughs> on your phone, <laughs> which, you know, I, I had to come to terms with eventually, but you know, like, like I said, I, I've kind of been looking into that recently, mm-hmm. um, you know, editorial illustrations. And then, you know, I, I kind of dabbled in bridging between some of the stuff I used to do with packaging design. Mm -hmm. Um, Recently, I kind of collabed with a friend of mine and did some illustrations for packaging. And that was really cool. Just kind of diving back into that, that side of the industry um, and and connecting the two, the two skills. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a ton of stuff for packaging out there lately of people looking for like contract stuff for packaging things. And that's, you know, I, and I've seen a lot of friends of mine who've done really cool packaging designs, whether it's, you know, for like what would be the holy grail for me of doing packaging design would be beer packaging. I <laughs> There you go. <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's what uh, that's what gets my juices flowing. There's no shortage um, of that work. <laughs> but I've seen like I saw something. What did I see? I saw it this afternoon. Somebody was looking for packaging for beef jerky. Um, so, you know, all sorts of things like that. Now I will say the creative brief from that person, the job sounded absolutely horrible. Um, (laughs) not, I mean the job sounded cool. The client to work with sounded horrible. They were very Uh, rigid in what they were wanting. I was like, yeah, they want someone to do exactly what, you know, they want to sit over your shoulder and push things around, but that's a no go. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, the, with with your illustration process and, you know, since, since we've been talking about that, what, what what is your process? How do you kind of work through things? Um, and, and I'll give you the editorial thing as an example of, to kind of yeah. play off of. Um, after I get the brief, you know, I, I really start, you know, hopping online, doing some research as far as the different topics, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and just kind of getting my head filled with you know, the parameters, I guess, of where I'm going to explore. And from there, I really start hitting the sketchbook pretty hard. And I used to be analog. Now I'm actually starting to convert a little bit to the iPad. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm I'm using the the Procreate app, which is just beautiful design to that. And I've I've been using that. It's so easy to just, you know, from that digital sketch, just, you know, fling it up onto my screen from my Mac and just start, jamming on the vector, you know, illustration part of it. So mm-hmm. the, the process has gotten more streamlined with that and it's definitely faster. You know, I, I still, I still remember, you know, taking the pictures with my phone of the sketches <laughs> and, and while that's fun, you know, in its own way, I, I just feel like this is a little bit, you know, like I said, it's, it's a little bit quicker and, and, and more efficient. Sure. Um, I still end up having to do that because my iPads are so old. Oh, really? <laughs> there you go. I, I, yeah, I've got one that's like, and I, we don't even use it anymore. It's my kid's iPad now. It's a second generation. And then I've got another one through work that's newer, but it's still three or four years old. So it's, you know, in terms of a tablet or something like that, that's ancient. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so... I want the nice shiny new iPad Pro and the pencil and all that to play with. Yeah, I know. I had to save up my my allowance for quite a few days to get one of those. So it was it was worth it, man. I will say it's it's definitely worth it. 
Yeah, I, well, my my next uh, freelance gig when it finally wraps up, that money's going towards a new new Mac for uh, my wife because our uh, ours is God, it's got to be at least nine years old. And really? we got it. My kids are eight, and we got it before my kids. Um, wow! So it's it time, just man. It's yeah, time. oh yeah. I mean, it's like maxed out on the RAM that can do, and it just trudges along and still works, but you can feel it. <laughs> and it's it's frustrating when it takes longer to open a document than it does to make the changes to the document to actually do the work. Yeah, I feel yeah. you on that. And I remember those. I, I've I've had some of those too that. Just pinwheeled forever. Yeah. Well, right before I was telling you when we were off air, right before we hopped on, my computer just decided not to start up. Like I had put everything in and then it just it went to sleep while I was getting a beer and I came back and it wouldn't wake up. <laughs> I, I went into panic mode. <laughs> thankfully yeah, it thankfully it did when I restarted. <laughs> temperamental things, aren't they? Yeah. So, so, so with trying to find, getting back on topic again, making this hard <laughs> shift, um, with trying to find more illustration work and, and doing more packaging stuff, you know, how, how are you, how are you learning stuff? Cause you mentioned, you know, a lot of online tutorials and things like that. What are, what are some of your resources that you go to and, and what are things that inspire you within those? Um, I know initially I was learning a lot through, I had a Skillshare membership mm -hmm. and I kind of dabbled in a lot of different things when I had that, you know, I was doing some hand lettering, mm -hmm. um, you know, I was doing, um, and, and the hand lettering that I did was of course always more, you know, illustrative, um, sure. work, but it was, um, it was different for me and I, I really enjoyed it. I, I kind of did it. Uh, I did that for a while, um, but I've kind of broken away from it a little bit just to focus more on this kind of vector style illustration I've been doing lately. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as, you know, gaining, gaining uh, knowledge from that Skillshare platform, I, I think it was really good. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that was just one specifically that comes to mind. Um, you know, I, I know, you know, there's, there's plenty of other ones out there and I'm sure, sure. I popped on and just, you know, read random articles and, you know, just, you know, once, once you start going down those channels of the web, you know, that you, you'll find what you need eventually. Sure. Um, but definitely, uh, definitely Skillshare was one of the good ones. I feel like. Yeah. I, I've, I've got a Skillshare membership and I've, I've done a few things on there and I am like the worst online student in history. Cause <laughs> I'm right there that, with you. <laughs> that ADD kicks in and it's like, Oh, there's a new thing that came out. Well, maybe I should try that. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. I haven't finished the first one. And 20 unfinished projects piling up on you. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of those. I have probably, yeah, like you said, I've probably got about 20 that are <laughs> completely unfinished and, you know, just go nowhere. So that, that's why I was wondering is how do you keep yourself focused with those of pushing through that and then learning what you want to learn and not giving up on it? Yeah, I, I mean... I kind of feel like I have given up on it lately, so I'm probably not the best person to ask. <laughs> well, before you gave up but, on it, what were you doing? <laughs> but before I gave up on it, I was, you know, just trying to um, build, like I know Skillshare was good about, you know, you could build out a page for your project and, you know, you just, you really have to be good about sharing the process as you're building that page, like upload your sketches, even if mm -hmm. they're junk, even if they look really rough, you know, make sure people see where you're getting your ideas from and, and you know, just all, all that good stuff. Um, so if you really focus in on, on the process and just making sure that you're sharing all that, you know, uh, consistently, mm -hmm. um, I think that's probably the disconnect for a lot of people is like, you know, you start on this project, you do the sketches, and then before you get to the next step, you're looking at, you know, two days later and you see another project and that catches your eye or, you know, you have another actual work job that you have to do. And sure. there's just so many distractions that get in the way, but, right. um, you know, I feel like that's probably where a lot of people can get sidetracked. Um, but yeah, just, just finishing out the process and you know, making sure that you, um, you know, make sure that you stay strong through that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, with that, and we, and we 
talked about it a little bit before, but that's self-discipline. How do, how do you keep yourself on task, you know, with being, as uh, as, as you said, a little uh, short attention span theater and, you know, getting sidetracked when it comes to learning new things and stuff like that? How how in your professional life are you keep, aside from if you don't, they won't pay you? Um. Yes. Well, <laughs> definitely when the bills come in, like that's that's keeping me on task and, you know, keeping me self-motivated. Um, that should hopefully that should be a, a good motivating tool for any freelance designer sure. um, out there. But yeah, that that one has that one's definitely been you know kicking me into high gear recently. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> as far as as far as just staying motivated and 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 on task, I, I think just you know like I said, making sure that you're you're really focusing on the process and mm-hmm. um, you know just communicate really well with your clients if it's mm-hmm. client work you know just make sure that that communication is always fluid and yeah <laughs> what what's your communication process look like with i mean are you hop on the phone with them whenever they need it are you try to do as much email as possible what what do you have like a process for yours that's actually been something that's been frustrating me a lot lately and you know it's kind of feels all over the place these days you know mm-hmm. you've got some clients that want to talk to you through text messages and some who want to hop on a phone call. You got some who want to do Facebook message and some who want emails only. And, you know, there's just, there's so many different lines of communication now that for me, it can feel really, really overwhelming and can sometimes actually just break up that process. Um, So as far as that goes, I think just trying to limit it the best you can, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, obviously, if, it, if it's a great client, a great opportunity, you don't want to tell them, no, I'm not going to talk to you through uh, Facebook Messenger just because, you know, that's part of my policy as a designer sure. or something. But, uh, you know, as, as far as as far as that goes, I mean, just try to keep it limited, I guess. And um, for me personally, like I said, I've been doing a lot of those, but I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to narrow them down in the near future. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one because that's, that's been a – I mean – so I didn't do freelance for years. Like, I mean, I would do a project here or there, but it was like maybe once a year that I would do something and it was for a friend and it was something small. Um, but within the past several months, and this is people who listen to the podcast are going to get sick of this in like the next 10 episodes they hear because I feel like I've brought it up on everyone. Um, I've really started making an effort to try to do more freelance. Mm-hmm. Um, just as, A, it's nice to have extra money. Like I said, my wife needs a new computer. Um, but to push myself creatively too, because with, with work, since I work in house and it's the same client every day, same type of project every day, and a lot of that because we're such a big company, I've I've set it up as a system, so it really ends up just being production work for the most part, yeah. um, which I don't mind doing. But it doesn't scratch that creative itch. So, and I forgot where I was going with the questions that, but, uh, the, you know, I, basically I was saying it was with, with the freelance stuff that I'm getting in, I've noticed that they're coming in all different sorts. Like I've got one client who texts me and emails me. Mm-hmm. I've got another client that, you know, text, email, Facebook messenger. And it's like, I'm trying to keep them all organized and up with every single thing. And it's like, give me one, one or the other. And so exactly. I'm trying to figure out the best way to narrow that down and steer that. So I'm, it, it sounds like you're having the same challenge though, too. Yeah, I feel like it's probably a, a pretty common problem for for a lot of people. And you know, I don't know if there's a way to just maybe you know whether you establish that on social media or just you know upfront with your clients as you start projects or mm-hmm. any kind of contract with them. Um, there, there's got to be a way <laughs> to focus those because it really is getting out. Like, out of hand, you know, add to that Slack, you know, you've got all kinds of different channels that people are constantly buzzing you and ringing you on. And yeah, it's pretty wild, man. Yeah. If I can find a good way to set up like a private Slack channel for myself and my clients and then keep them all segregated into their own channel without venturing into other ones, I think that would be the easiest way. So yes. I'm sure they would still be doing the exact same thing that they do already and then adding <laughs> Slack into it. Exactly. Just adding that. <laughs> so, Probably. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, my actually my biggest challenge lately has been phone calls because my kids spilled water on the speaker of my phone. Oh no. So it doesn't work quite right. So like if I talk to the people, I have to put my headphones in and talk to them through that. And I always feel weird about doing that. Like I'm you, people can definitely tell when I'm driving in the car now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, talking to them. <laughs> right. Not that they couldn't before, but it's it's much more obvious now that I have headphones. So that that becomes a challenge in itself. Yep. <laughs> and as was, we know with kids, those those things happen pretty frequently. Yeah. And it's one of those that I've got. I think I've got a year left on my phone too. And and I priced out getting it fixed because it's past my Apple care time. Oh, wow. So yeah, it, it, of course it has to happen after all that. So, it, but I think I priced it out and I was like, at that price, I might as well just get a new phone. <laughs> so it looks yeah. like I'm going to be talking into headphones for at least the next year. Oh boy. Get some comfy, <laughs> get a comfy pair, man. I, I've got yeah. a comfy pair. <laughs> I, I, I have invested in good headphones. That is one perk of the uh, podcast is I've learned which ones are comfortable to me. <laughs> nice. So with, with, you know, going, going back to the business and managing all of those things, you know, on, on top of, you know, when you run your own business and, for all intents and purposes, you're running two businesses. You're running Correct. Atlantic Ink Crew and you're doing your freelance illustration business. Um, how are you, as a business owner, managing the multiple roles that come with that? You know, from janitor to bookkeeper to <laughs> CFO and, you know, CIO and tech support and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are many, many jobs for sure. Many hats to wear. Um, I guess I would have to say that I'm trying to trying to delegate those things where I know maybe it's not my specialty. Um, you know, my wife, like I, I've already you know praised her on this podcast a lot, but you know I'll bring her up again because like with the business roles, like she is so sharp with like the the numbers and just you know super super organized personality. Mm-hmm. Me. Not so much, you know. I'm I'm definitely you're that, an artist. <laughs> yes, I'm definitely that type of uh, characteristic. So yeah, I'm I'm messy, you know. Like I'm not real organized, but um, like I said, I'm, I'm trying to kind of learn my strengths and mm-hmm. just accept the roles that I'm good at and just do those really well. But then, mm-hmm. you know, try to ask for help or delegate, you know. Um, you know, to, to, to her. And, you know, even with like the printing, I know there's been times where maybe the job was a little bit too big for me. And I knew, you know, the time frame that the client needed the shirts by was mm. just not realistic for me as one person printing them. So sure. I actually just outsourced and, you know, um, or not outsourced, but hired, you know, hired some other uh, friends to help me. Um, sometimes mm. family would actually come in and help. And, um, you know, it's always great to, to lean on whoever can, can help you with that stuff. So, and in that sense, you know, I, I feel really blessed to have that, that help mm-hmm. um, because you, you really can't, you, you can't do it all. You know, you're, you're going to get burned out eventually trying to be, you know, the business owner who's thinking about the direction of the business and company, you know, where are you going to get your next business from mm-hmm. um, with the sales side of things. And then, you know, even just doing the taxes, <laughs> you know, just all the fun stuff that comes along with it, you know, it's there's so much that goes into it that you really don't think about when you sure. start, but it's it's all got to get done eventually. So, well, yeah, I mean, you've got like contract negotiation and things like that. That, um, you know, and for me, that was a real learning experience because most times I've got a fairly standard contract, and it's nobody tries to negotiate with it. It's just like okay, that's fine. Because I mean, it's not like there's any thing out there, and it's not you know, prices, they're not negotiating the price or anything like that. They're literally negotiating line items in the contract of, well, this, you know, in the indemnification clause, this specific line, we're not sure how we feel about that. Can you change that? And I'm like, oh shit, I got to go find a lawyer now. (laughs) (laughs) It's got real technical real fast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, I mean, thankfully my sister-in-law is a paralegal and, uh, Oh, there you, you know, go. Specializes in contract stuff, so she yeah. has uh, been a lifesaver. But uh, absolutely, man, and that's where you gotta know, you know, who who can I lean on for this, and 
and who's the specialist, you know? Yeah. My, my real concern now is what I'm going to do whenever my accountant decides to retire. Cause he's already semi-retired. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and he's really cheap. <laughs> which oh, is even better <laughs> always right <laughs> yep yep he only does stuff around tax season now so it's uh it's perfect <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> so so you you mentioned with uh in that with growing the business what are some things that you're trying to do to grow the business as far as well let's start with atlantic ink crew what, what are you trying to do to grow that um since you are in pushed into the uh, back wall of your one car garage. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I certainly am. Um, I would say that lately I've been just, well, at least the past year, I've really focused more on just the quality of what I'm giving to my clients. And that goes all the way to, um, you know, how the box arrives when they get their box of t-shirts, you know, does sure. it look nice and presentable? You know, when I first started, I was just sending them, you know, beat up boxes plain brown box, that I um, had. Yeah, exactly. Plain brown, you know, boxes that were real beat up and um, didn't look so great, I'm sure, to to get until they opened up and saw the t-shirts and everything. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, now I'm kind of getting a little bit more custom with the packaging solutions. And, you know, I know Sticker Mule is <laughs> is always selling deals. So I was, know, they, I was about to say, <laughs> did you get some of that Sticker Mule tape? They, they appeal to all of us as designers. So that's, that's amazing. And that's been a blessing too. So, um, you know, doing the custom packaging tape and, you know, just all the little things that go a long way towards, you know, keeping people happy with the product that they're getting. That's kind of the stuff I've been focusing on lately. Um, because I feel like the more they're happy as I do one client job, Mm -hmm. they're going to tell, you know, their friends or their family or, or whoever they think could, you know, really get, really benefit from my service. Um, and, and they're going to talk me up a little bit, a little bit nicer, <laughs> maybe than if they got a beat up box, you know? Sure. The box that's been used three times and yes. shipped back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> Kicked around the house a little bit, you know? Yeah. No, Kid, well, you got a five-year-old. He likes to play in boxes still at this age, I imagine. Yep. He is into soccer now. So we're, uh, <laughs> we're definitely in that, that frame of mind. Yeah. So with, with the, with the freelance side of things, aside from, you know, kind of seeking out representation and things like that, what, what are some things that you're working on to grow that? Um, you know, I'm kind of just getting on some lists, I guess you'd say to like, uh, subscribe to different alerts so that I see when an illustration project pops up and somebody's looking Mm -hmm. for, you know, whether it's remote or freelance, you know, in the tag, you know, just trying to get some things coming into my inbox that I see that maybe I can sift through and just just to see what opportunities are floating around out there. And, um, you know, as, as far as just, you know, the same type of thing, trying to do really good quality work and, and you know, with my personal projects, I'm trying to focus those a little bit more um, to maybe have more of uh, an end goal in mind, I guess. Gotcha. So we're we're getting kind of close to our time here. What are, what are some of the exciting things um, you've got coming up from in the future? I know uh, right now as we talk, you uh, are graciously taking uh, time out of your vacation, which kicked off today. Um, yes. So that's a fun thing. <laughs> yeah, vacation is always great, man. We all need that break for sure. Um, but yeah, I've uh, I've really got some exciting stuff uh, coming up for t-shirts i've got some local uh jacksonville jaguar t-shirts i'm going to be printing and they're for another local artist uh Beric rossetti if you mm-hmm. have not heard of him you gotta look him up because he's brilliant he's really 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 talented guy so and super nice you know i love working with him he's been great from the start um you know his project is on the pipeline and like i said they're jacksonville jaguars he does a lot of artwork for them for the okay. uh, you know, for t-shirts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we, we're excited about that project. And um, as far as the design illustration goes, I, you know, I've got some, you know, some icon projects. I've got uh, you know, some personal projects I'm, I'm pretty excited about right now too, that I finally, you know, 
I find that I'm, I'm getting a little bit less time for doing the personal stuff. So sure. I, I know that's a good that's thing. A, that's a good problem to have, <laughs> yes. uh, but it's still a problem. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I still do like to kind of break out of the client zone from time to time and, and, you know, and get in my own head a little bit. Um, so yeah, I've, I've definitely got some good ideas I'm working on. So I'm excited about gotcha. that. <laughs> And I, and I almost I almost forgot to bring this up, and I I feel like a heel for doing that. So yeah. Creative South, you yes. for how how many years now has it been that you've been doing the illustrations for Creative South? Oh man, let's see. Because the first year I went was 2013, and the mm-hmm. following year I was I had so much of a buzz going from that that I I think it was Twitter or something. I messaged Mike and I said, Mike, I gotta get involved somehow, man. Just let me, you know you don't have to pay me nothing. I just want to do some designs or some illustrations. And, and of course, Mike being awesome, like he is, he was like, yo, he's like, I got some stuff for you. And, you know, he (laughs) threw me like some lanyard artwork and, you know, Mm -hmm. we started with that, but then, you know, over the past year, like I know we built up and, uh, we did, you know, tons of illustrations for the website Mm -hmm. and, you know, for all the little social media promotions um, and, you know, again, we did stuff that went on the lanyards and like was printed large scale for the actual event. So mm-hmm. it was so exciting, man, just for me to go and see that stuff. You know, and I know that's probably for every artist seeing your stuff printed in real life is just such a treat, you know? Sure. Um, but yeah, man, like, like I said, Mike, Mike was awesome. And, you know, I, I know, uh, this year he's got some exciting things planned and, you know, it's, it's going to be awesome as, as always. Yeah. I'm still, uh, I'm still looking forward to seeing all that stuff. Well, I guess everybody's looking forward to, including you, is looking forward to seeing all that stuff because we really just kind of started talking about it in the past few weeks. So yeah, that'll that'll be uh, exciting to release all of that stuff. So you know what what was it you know in in 2013? Because let's see, mine and Tina's first year I think was 2014. Mm-hmm. So that was the year after you um, went. What was what was it that uh, drew you in and just kind of resonated with you? I think just for me, that was the first time I had seen the bigger art world at large. Like I had never been exposed to a lot of, you know, these big name artists that were speaking there and I had never, you know, it's super sad, but like I, I had never heard of, you know, um, you know, some of these artists that I really should have known because they're amazing at what they do and they're mm-hmm. so inspiring and they're, you know, leading the way in our, in our community. So, um, you know, just, just seeing those big names in person and just seeing that there are people just like me trying to hustle, trying to do, you know, trying to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, meet, meeting and getting to chat with them. Like I know Lenny, that was the first year I met Lenny. Uh, sure. And, you know, he really kind of just kept me going from there. But, um, you know, that that was just the intimate setting of Korea South, I think, too. That was kind of what drew me to the conference in the first place. You know, mm-hmm. the fact that it was a little bit smaller, um, a little bit more affordable than other conferences out there. Uh, that was that was such a, uh, a good decision. You know? Yeah. Well, that was that was very similar experience to what we had. It was our, you know, our first year moving in and. I'd honestly at that point been kind of burned out on design. I hadn't, you know, needed that kickstart. I needed that kickstart. I didn't know many people. I didn't know many big names. I mean, I knew like old school names like, you know, Paul Rand and Saul Bass and mm-hmm. things like that. And I knew like who David Carson was. Um, but like contemporaries who were bigger names, I didn't have a clue who anybody was and i was so out of the loop it was really eye-opening oh yeah and then and 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 then like you said it's such an intimate feel too so yeah definitely um and it's it's a shame that i didn't know some of those big names but you know now (laughs) i've of course connected with a lot of them as as many as i can and just Mm. you know trying to learn from them and and you know it's we're all trying to we're all trying to get better and improve every day so it's uh it's been a great experience Cool. Well, we're happy to have you as part of the family and on staff uh, now, uh, officially, and uh, d- doing lots of fun stuff. Definitely, man. Cool. So so wrapping up, where can people find you online? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Dribble and let's see, I think I'm just Trey Ingram on there and you know look for 
Uh, my website is actually through the Adobe. I've been using it. It's treyingram.myportfolio.com. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, then you're on Twitter at... Uh, treyingram03. 03. And yeah, don't and you have Instagram an Atlantic Inc? Well. You've got an Atlantic Inc. crew one too, don't you? Yes, and that's just the, the business name spelled out. Atlantic Inc. crew. Okay. I-N-K, yes, not I-N-C. Yes, good catch. <laughs> <laughs> um cool well trey thank you so much again for uh for chatting with me i really appreciate it i really appreciate you uh putting your vacation on hold for an hour (laughs) to uh to uh, have this chat it was a pleasure man i appreciate you (laughs) not a problem go ahead and hug some necks all right take care You can find out more about Trey on Twitter at TreyIngram03. And be sure to check out the links in the show notes for more ways to keep up with him. You can keep up with the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at CreativeSOPod. And follow Creative South on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CreativeSouthGA over at CreativeSouth.com. And I'm at Jay Frostholm on Dribble, Twitter, and Instagram. Visit jackprince.com and get 20% off orders over $25 when you use promo code CreateSouth17 at checkout. For a limited time, new Skillshare customers can get their first three months for just 99 cents to get unlimited access to thousands of classes when you sign up at Skillshare.com using promo code CreativeSouth. What are you waiting for? Start learning today. And remember, if you like the show, help support us over at Patreon.com slash CreativeSouth. And if you like the Creative South podcast, head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. Rate us and leave a review. This helps more people find the podcast and allows us to keep getting awesome guests. Now go out and hug some necks.